You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome back in to a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Everybody had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, plenty of good food to eat and enjoy your family. It was time to get back to business here on Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. It always is a phone number if you want to jump in with us this morning. A lot happened over the weekend. We'd love to discuss it with you. Uh, the Twitter account or X account at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app uh, to your smartphone. You can take us with you anywhere you go. We tell you about the chat box uh, up in the right hand corner there. If you want to send us a message, it will come directly to me. If you send it, uh, to our show. Before we get started, though, we want to thank the Yellow Man. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build... Build it right. Go down to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Uh, Noah, did you have a good Thanksgiving holiday? Did you have a nice break? Because uh, we've been away for about five days. So did you have a good break? Yes, it was very good. It was nice to have some time off. I uh, had come back a little early for the Auburn game, but... Uh, uh, it was good to go see some family and friends and everything. There you go. Good morning, Dad. How, uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. Uh, fine. Uh, the, the scores I'll give you, the places I'll give you, will determine the final four after this. these next games. Oregon's at Washington, Oregon and Washington at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a Friday game. It's going to be an ABC game. And uh, for whatever reason, Washington gets nine and a half points. Um, not sure why that is, but... Uh, that that's that's the way it is right now. Uh, Georgia and Alabama. Uh, Alabama gets five points at three o'clock on CBS on Saturday. Uh, Louisville and um, Florida State. Uh, Louisville gets uh, three. Florida State's three point favorite on ABC. Uh, that game will be uh, at seven o'clock. Uh, Michigan and Iowa. Michigan's got the big, big number. They took, give it in uh, August 23 in that particular game. And um, Oklahoma State ended up playing Texas. Uh, that game is the 11 o'clock game on Saturday at uh, at 11 o'clock uh, on ABC. And Texas is the 14-point favorite. So all those things after the, you know, they'll come out tomorrow night with a, with a Final Four and then uh, not a final four, but what they think is the final four, and then these games will be played at times that as I said so, and we'll try to keep you posted on that. Um, uh, 
in basketball, um, Clemson and Alabama will play tomorrow night at 8.30, uh, a little bit of a later game. And Alabama, uh, Auburn and Virginia Tech will play Wednesday. Virginia Tech will be at Auburn at 8.15 on ESPN2. Alabama split though, over the weekend with Ohio State and Oregon. Uh, Jeff Levy uh, is the new head football coach at Mississippi State. Most of you remember Jeff being at uh, Ole Miss, I believe it was, and he's out right now at uh, at uh, Oklahoma. So he's uh, going to be the new coach there. And um, Mike Elko, who was uh, in the picture a little bit to start with, uh, came forward uh, from Duke, and he will be the new uh, football coach at Texas A&M. It'll be now sometime. Indiana and Houston fired their fired their coaches, uh, so they're 88 and out the gate. Um, that's about it. Of course, most of you saw the very fortunate win that Alabama had, which is pretty fortunate. Got fumble the ball and, and the great play that uh, they made to to win the game. Uh, yeah, I did see your list of names on the Indiana job, and uh, Tommy Reese was a name that was uh, mentioned okay. as a possible candidate for the Indians. We'll wait and see if uh, Alabama was able to hold on to their coordinators. You always seem to lose them. You'd think this year maybe they would keep them uh, both uh, there. All right, over the weekend it came out, Dad, uh, that uh, Stoops from Kentucky – uh, was going to be named uh, Texas A&M's coach. Uh, the X world went crazy. The Texas A&M people yeah. went absolutely uh, nuts in that situation. Uh, Noah Ketzat, do you think uh, he was the choice? And then once that, that's kind of what happened with Tennessee and Greg Shiana, the backlash uh, made him pump the brakes there. Now, the contract was not approved. There was uh, rumors that he had already told his staff he was – uh, leaving and going to A&M, then it would backtrack there. How did those things happen? Do you think there was any truth to that? Uh, no, I think it was a I think it was a field field deal uh, to see where where things would go. Um, I, I don't think I, don't, I think that um, they didn't think that 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 was the right choice, and so he gave an opportunity to feel it and. And he's come out and said he, you know, his home is Kentucky. He wants to stay in Kentucky, but you know, he it's it's very difficult to go into a place and not be wanted at all. And I think it got to be a combination of both. And so Mike uh, Elko was a guy that they were looking at uh, for whatever reason. We never heard um, the old Miss coach's name at all. And uh, so Mike Elko is the guy. Mike Elko Elko will should be a, uh, do a good job. He's got to get. Offensive people to, and people will use that against him. Hire a defensive coach, but uh, that's the way it goes. Is that a little I, bit of an under. Well, they're seven and five now. He's at Duke. Uh, you fire Jimbo Fisher, pay him seventy-seven million. I would think you're going. Is that a little bit of an underwhelming hire, Mike Elko, at the press conference? Uh, maybe a little bit, and I think also uh, the deal with him is uh, if you're if you know I think if if we let you go. Part of your salary will not be not be paid if you get another job, and we haven't been able to find out exactly what happens there with Jimbo. No, he, it's, he got, no, he gets it all regardless. He can okay, get another job. Regardless. He gets every penny, every okay. penny. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, the Alabama. Uh, I, you know, 
the the way the, I don't know the way the people act after a win like that, just the the trash talk. I don't know. I just maybe that's just not the, my style. But um, the mistakes that they made on that last drive, throwing the ball across the line of scrimmage, taking a sack, and then. Uh, I don't care if the uh, Auburn guy clapped his hands or not. I think I heard Martin say it. The snap was not even to the quarterback. It was a terrible snap uh, that seems to have happened all year. You make that many mistakes down there when you're driving down uh, to score, um, and then Auburn only decides to put one spy and rush two guys. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty on that. I mean, it, it was the probability on ESPN that Auburn was going to win was like 99% uh, there. How lucky was Alabama? Uh, to, I mean, that's that's once-in-a-lifetime yeah. stuff. Well, there, the, the pass said. was good, and the reception yeah. was good, and the defense was not ready. The defense team, and when we only rushed two, hold the others back. You have a choice of either rushing the quarterback really hard and trying to make it difficult for him to pass, or do what Auburn did, drop back. Of course, when they scored, it made a mistake. But uh, you got to go either way, and that's the, that's the decision, which I thought was a, a decent decision. And you know, he threaded it, and um, they just did a better job of catching the football. And you know, you don't get in that situation if they don't if they don't you know muff the fumble, um, muff the uh, punt. Pardon me. Uh, and fumble there, it's, that gives you the opportunity. And then when you get that opportunity, you go backwards rather than forward. Um, you know, Alabama, uh, heck of a win. I don't know, Barry, if, win, if there's a lot of talk about that game. If that win that close will have some effect for the 13 people that voting. I think, they vote. I think it hurts Alabama. Yeah, I, I do too. To, for New Mexico State to beat them that bad, <laughs> and you have to beat them on the yeah. last play of the game. I don't see a path other than just absolute, which the, you you have not had any uh, disarray happen in college football here in the last three. I don't see any path, really, for Alabama to get into the Final Four. I know people say I'm crazy. I know you think they will if they beat Georgia. But when you look at Michigan, uh, Ohio State, uh, you know, they only dropped Michigan, Ohio State to number six in the AP poll. Alabama's eight. We'll see what the committee does. Uh, Washington, here, here would be Washington the Oregon are three and five. So how are you going to jump the winner of that yeah. that game? And yeah. so my only thought would be if Alabama went and played Georgia and beat them forty five to six, that they might have a shot. Now, if they beat them fourteen to thirteen, I, I I don't know. Uh, Digger called it, and I tried to ride it. He said Texas. He's got it in for Texas Tech and absolutely hammered them. You hit the blue plate, Oklahoma, although they flirted with it, letting them come back there. That was uh, a yawner of a blue plate. Easy money uh, there on the blue plate special. All right, we're going to go ahead. we got Phillip Holden. I'm going to take the break so we can come back and uh, we won't cut him short. we got Max Howell at the bottom of the hour. Uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, do you see a path for Alabama to get in? Uh, I think Texas needs to lose. Texas absolutely hammered uh, Texas Tech. I think they're going to be hard to jump, and that's the problem uh, for Alabama as I see it. Royal Cleaners, pick up and deliver. They'll come right to you. Pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road, just dial them up, 205-391-0034. Like I said, they'll come right to you. Pick it up, clean it up, deliver it right back. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. 
Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things look pretty good on the roadways as we start our Monday morning. If you do see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. Be careful if you plan to take advantage of Cyber Monday Christmas sales today. Carl Bates of the Central Alabama Better Business Bureau is warning about scammers and hackers using online shopping to redirect shoppers to fake websites. They not only can take your money, they can take your identity as well. Hacking online shopping is up 33% this year, according to the Better Business Bureau. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news throughout the day. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. I hear live 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today, but cold and breezy at times. The high 49, a freeze tonight. The sky clear, the low 29. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow 51, Wednesday's high at 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk. Period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southernwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me. You don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Go to the Yellowwood hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Man, there's a lot to talk about today, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, Saturday, uh, Barry. It's something to, to keep an eye on the rest of this week. But uh, Jason McClellan hobbled off that field Saturday with his foot in the boot, and he was on crutches. Um, if he can't go, which it looked pretty bad, Watching that, I'm watching the film of that. Him hobbling off with a boot on and crutches. If he can't go, I look for Justice Haynes to possibly get the start. Well, yeah, he rolled dead wheels, but he definitely will get some carries. And I, I quite honestly don't. I think McClellan's had a great year, but uh, I don't think that's a drop off. If you got to put Justin Haynes in there, he may have a breakout game going against his uh, in-state school. There, that might be. Uh, that might be a story that will be written if Justin Haynes can go and tear up the Georgia Bulldogs. I totally concur with you. I totally agree. I don't think it's a a huge drop-off. The only thing it would affect is, you know, the depth and the rotation. Sure. Um, but, you know, Richard Young would that Richard Young at that point would then be the fourth back. Yeah. But I look at I look at Wardell and Jamarian Miller more as uh, situational type players anyway. They're not going to be able to carry the load against Georgia. We'll see. Uh, I just think an ankle is hard to come back from. Just the cutting. You can do the straight line running, but cutting and changing directions and all that, depending on how bad it was, uh, will be difficult to be ready, uh, I would think. Well, I, I'll say this, too. I, I thought Hugh Freeze the other night. I think I think Thorne, um, I'll use the word, touched the ball too much. I, I think Auburn probably would like to have back about half the passes he threw, he was only five out of 16. And one of those was about a 30-yard touchdown reception. He only threw for about 90 yards. So um, 
I think he probably threw too much, and then I definitely think that Thorne, Thorne had 15 carries for 57 yards, and then those other backs that annihilated Alabama, especially the um, um, not Hunter, the other guy. The other guy was averaging 8.6 yards a carry, and they only combined for 28 carries while Thorne had 15. You can't tell me that, that Hugh Freeze wouldn't mind doing that over again. Yeah, Hoop Freeze has got to be sick, uh, like Brian Harson to have that game basically won uh, and not in your first year. Then there they know they got to go to Alabama next year, and he knows how important the Iron Bowl is to recruiting. Uh, it's very difficult to beat Alabama and Bryant Denny. When you have that game right there in your hands and it slips away, that game will haunt him, honestly, for the rest of his life, won't it? Uh, the mistake. That you Yeah, well, you know, talk, he's talking about the quarterback run. The quarterback ran, ran, though, in opportune times when they weren't really ready for him to run. He got first downs two or three times when they really needed first downs. And uh, I, I agree. I think the running back, the fast running back, could have maybe should have run it more. But I thought they, I thought they ran the quarterback at opportune times. Well, he just read the read option. Uh... He read it really well, uh, and, Horn, and he did that against Georgia as well. He, he ran the football good against those guys as, as well. So I don't know if they just game plan better. They're more focused when they play teams like Alabama and Georgia. How do you play that way against New Mexico State and then turn around and do that to Alabama? It's just, it just shows you what uh, being mentally ready, uh, what a difference it makes in, in a football game or any sport, to be honest with you. Yeah, true. Well, it, it looks to me like they just spent all that week preparing probably for Alabama. I mean, in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's going to be a big week. I know one thing. Alabama better lock up on those Georgia receivers. It'll be a, it'll be a long day. I wonder what happened with uh, Brock Bowers. Uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be ready this week. But uh, I guess just the soreness from the week before. Yeah. That's what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> if you're Alabama, yeah. he's the guy you did. You did him to miss the game this weekend. He needed to play against Georgia Tech. So, uh, oh man, yeah. on, on that ass, he's he's fast on natural grass, and on that turf, man, he's going to be really fast. And, well, and he's got the it factor when it's big time. He uh, shows up. Thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. Y'all be good. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. All right, guys. Did y'all see something that didn't happen after the game that you'll probably never see? What's that, Bryce? We didn't rush the field because we won the football game. I mean, what we had to go through to win that football game, you're probably going to hang up on me there. I'm not going to say that, but it's pretty obvious what's going on down there. You know? What do you mean? Um, well, I, I'm not going to say it because you probably really hang up on me then. I ain't going to hang up uh, on you. Go ahead. What you got? Did you... Did you see a lot of calls that shouldn't have been that was should have been called that wouldn't call? Yeah, but uh, did you see that guy rip the face mask and they didn't come in? There was I thought they missed some obvious calls. Well, I thought the, I thought the rip I thought the rip face mask really got Auburn fans up ready to play. <laughs> I thought that was a big. Well, I thought that was a miss. He knocked a big him help. into it. He knocked him into it. I don't know how you missed that call. The guy's right there. Yeah. Like, and then, and then the, Auburn hit the punter and just laid on him. Uh, I oh, yeah. But, the, uh, but I thought there were bad calls both ways. I know people won't see it that way. But I thought this obvious calls like that that they missed, uh, that you can't miss in games like that. You can't miss that face mask call. You can't miss the guy doing that to the punter. 
Uh, you just can't miss those calls, especially when you're looking right at it. I don't, I don't know what you're looking at when you when you see that. Maybe they thought they didn't blindside block the punter. Um, but uh, what other calls you talking about there, Bryce? Every time they go to catch the ball, the arms are already wrapped around the receiver on every pass. That was pretty obvious. I mean, that's why what what I was scratching my head about the most. That's what infuriated me the most was that every time they go to catch the ball, that you know, unless they change pass interference, that's pass interference. Every time you standing behind, got your arms wrapped around them before the ball gets there. I mean, that's that's the point I was making up. But Auburn should be thanking us that we saved them about $250,000 <laughs> to go ahead and win that game. They didn't have to pay that fine to them go post down to you, baby. Well, they saved a lot of toilet paper as well. I think oh, they, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, there's, a, there's no shortage than toilet paper down there anymore. But, yeah. hey, Alabama, uh, you get, you got to give your hats off to them. I mean, it, it don't hurt to be lucky down there. Yeah, you know, but uh, I thought uh, this time on the- you do put your hats off to him, man. That, that was luck uh, to win that. And I thought Alabama should have gone down there. They needed to send a message to the committee and go down there and steamroll Auburn, and they couldn't do it. Uh, so I think that's going to end up biting them in the long run, Bryce. Well, you yeah, know, I've told you all year, I didn't think the committee liked us. We just get in, no matter what we did. However, uh, you you get. You know, they made a play to win the game, and that's what you got to do down there. No doubt. And it was the 10th anniversary of the pick six. But let me ask you this, guys. Do y'all think fourth and 31 trump the pick six? Depends on whose shoes you're standing in uh, in that situation, <laughs> Bryce. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well, hey, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a totally different game because both of them can meet it. But the good Saturday. They just wanted to get through that game without getting any injuries. It's is basically what I thought. But uh, it's it's always crazy down there. Yeah, it is. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Thank you, Bryce. I, I feel like I feel like Coach uh, Sanderson, that Bear Bryant started coaching the game at the end. That's how bad I thought it was. <laughs> was that Nick Saban's last Iron Bowl? Thanks, Bryce. Uh, was that his last Iron Bowl, uh, Dad? So, uh, it may have been. May have been. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom. <laughs> Good morning, Tom. <laughs> Hey, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all doing? Good. How you doing? I'm great. Uh, You know, to me, uh, the way Auburn played, my hat's off to them, by the way, and uh, because of the effort they gave. And uh, and I I tell you what, if if Coach Freeze was a a, a guy that's calling the uh, offensive plays, he did a masterful job. I mean, masterful job. Of play calling, whoever did it, and uh, and uh, and I thought using Thorn like they did was uh, interesting. And you're right; uh, it's the same game plan they had against Georgia, and it just goes to show you he's got something on that defense that he can exploit, and he does it every time. Uh, every time we play him. And uh, there's certain spots in there he knows where to go to, and uh, and, and it makes it pay off. So my hat's off to them, first of all, for uh, the effort that those kids gave uh, in that game. But uh, have you have you, can you believe what you saw in that fourth uh, and thirty-one? I still cannot believe what I was looking at. 
You know, I think they had five receivers in the end zone. They doubled three of them and left the two in the corners open. I don't think the guy that was guarding Bond even saw him throw the ball. And now he made a perfect throw. <laughs> I mean, a perfect throw. And uh, no, uh, but he got to stand back there. How long was it? Like six or seven seconds? Uh, yeah, because he had all the no, time. No all rush. Time. So he was able to, to make a perfect throw. I, well, the clock was on 32. And I think uh, when the play was over, it was like 25 or 26, yeah. something like that. And yeah. uh, uh, but it, yeah, yeah, but you know what? Uh, credit to uh, Jalen. Sure. Uh, on the throw he made, he threw it into like a one by one foot uh, space in that corner, and and the receiver to concentrate and catch the ball. That's not easy to do. No, I mean, it was perfect placement where he could still catch it, land in bounds with no problem. He didn't have to make some acrobatic catch. Uh, and then to make the actual catch with all the pressure on the line right there, it's I give him credit uh, that they, they made that play. But uh, that's once – I think they were saying there's been fourth downs and 30-something. They were saying on one of the shows, and this – the teams were like 0 and 90 on those plays. That was on the SEC yeah, network. 0 and 90. <laughs> and so now, it's 1 I for 91. Now you got to go and put 1 for 90. <laughs> <laughs> 1 for 91. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I guess it. Yeah. But uh, I, I just, uh, you know, this game, though, it, uh, it's just mind boggling me to what, what happened. You know, with the kick and uh, Bryce and all that other stuff, I done seen everything now. It's nothing that can happen that I ain't seen before. And then this crap comes up. Yeah, and amazing. I go, man, look at this. Can I believe it? No. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, what a game. Uh, great game. Yeah, it really was. It's amazing how that how it plays out every year. But uh, again, I, I just you know, I got to believe, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but I, th- I just think that it, the New Mexico thing was just plain and simple. They were practicing for Alabama. Don't you Don't you believe that's what was going on? I don't think the practicing. I think what Dad says, they just weren't mentally ready. Uh, even though you practiced, if you're mentally ready, you're going you're gonna to win that game, and they were just a lot more focused. It shows you what a focused athlete with a crowd behind them, uh, what they can do at home sometimes. They can True. just beat all the odds. That's a good point. So, thank you, Tom. Yeah, thank you. All right, two men in truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to get ready for this move. Whether you're making a local move out of town, out of state, or you just need to get two guys out to help you move stuff around the house. These guys are ready, willing, and they will take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today for the free estimates, 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, roadways still look pretty good this Monday morning. No active wrecks and no delays. But if you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. I get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's a former assistant Old West Florida State radio personality throughout the Southeast. Joins us every Monday, Coach Max Howell. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning, guys. We survived. We survived another one. I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I watched three games Saturday. Might be the worst day of technical, as far as technical, the technical aspect of the game that I've ever watched. I mean, really, started with Ohio State, did Michigan, did, you know that was a so-so boring game. Then it went to Alabama and put the poorest officiated game I've seen all year. And then I promise you, the Florida State win that team we had at at Escambia High School could give him a good ball game. I promise you. Yeah, you know, and Alabama's needed some chaos here to happen for the last two or three weeks, and nothing's <laughs> happened in their favor. Not one team has lost. That's right. uh, Max, do you see any path uh, other than just absolute total chaos this weekend? Yeah. Alabama slides into that Final Four, even obviously have to beat Georgia uh, to do that. Maybe that'll change people's minds if they knock those guys off. But do you see a path for Alabama to be in this Final Four? It's going to be tough, in my opinion. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Alabama's got to beat Georgia and Texas has got to lose. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the first two right off the bat. Because they got, you know, there's seven of them ahead of Alabama right now. They, you know, they aren't going to take a two-loss team. We know that. They're probably going to take no more than two uh, one-loss teams. I think if they're going to have two at the top, it's going to be undefeated. So, uh, I, you know, I, it's going to be tough. It's going to be extremely tough. But uh, they, they got to worry about Georgia right now. You know, I was very, I was critical uh, last week of Auburn, particularly for, I thought they practiced all week, the week before when they played New Mexico State to get ready <clears throat> for Alabama, and I think they did. Uh, they lost that ball game because I thought they played pretty well, considering where they've been all season long. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I, I don't believe I've ever seen the end of a year uh, emerge as this one has, the teams that we follow in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. So, but but it is what it is, you know. And uh, I mean, I heard Coach Saban say, "I know you guys did too." He said they work on that play every day, but he he didn't ever think they'd have to use it. Uh, <laughs> but they it. did. Melrose yeah. did a great job. And well, I, I got a friend of mine in Atlanta does he critiques every show I do, and he, he, he follows the games. The big Alabama fan went back and broke the t- broke that down on that long snap, uh, and, and at the end of the ball game. And found out that the linebacker or the safety ran to the line of scrimmage to the officials didn't call it and clapped his hands. You know, that's been a, uh, a no-no for a couple of years now. Uh, and, and, of course, the center snapped the ball. He, he, he had one other incident like that. I, all the games I watched, I, I did not see that happen any other game except against Alabama. So I don't know what that, you know, what that mindset of the, of the <clears> offensive <throat> line is with the center. But when he hears a noise, <laughs> that ball comes back. Were you ready or not? But Alabama was able to overcome that. So, you know, I'm sure they're working on that at practice today. Yeah, that. Um, Alabama, Georgia. Is the score going to – Alabama beats Georgia 7-3, to three, which is what not going to happen. Is, does the score have to be big for the committee to look at uh, a team being a number one team in the nation? I think this time of year, Coach, we're playing teams of, of you know, close to – Equal ability, I think, just a point. Uh, I just think the win is what's important. Probably. Oh, really? I mean, you know, yeah, you, yeah I really do. You, you look at, you know, if, if it was style points, and, you know, and that kind of stuff, we could go back mid-season 
they pick out some that, you know, teams that were really were overmatched to their opponent ran up some scores, but they didn't move necessarily move at the polls. And I don't think that's going to change. I think that's going to, I think they're going to take, I think in reality, they've already got the formula laid out for the top six or seven teams. They know, they'll, they'll know Sunday morning, late Saturday night, how this thing's going to play out. Because they won't release it until Sunday, I guess. But the fact is, they already know. They've done their homework on that thing. They know if Alabama, you know, if Alabama wins, Texas loses, uh, they got a chance to, you know, Alabama certainly got a chance to move up. But if Texas wins, uh, you know, we've said that from day one. I didn't believe it to start with, but uh, I know Barry and I got talking back and forth. I thought they would look at improvement of the team and how they look now, the, the you know, the, the sweet value of what the team looks like as far as the, the audience is concerned. But I don't think that. They're using that one loss record uh, right down the line. I truly believe if Alabama <coughs> played, Texas, played Texas again right now, they'd beat them. But uh, they don't. So the fact is they called them early, and before they got everything, they had a new coordinators on both sides of the ball and you quarterback and a lot of reasons why they didn't do it but the fact is here we are at the end of the season you know one game left uh, i think it all you know it'll all work out late by saturday night do you think uh and dad i want maybe you answer this as well is there if georgia loses are they out and is if that's the case i know we don't know and they don't know because maybe it depends on what happens but uh because they're number one they'll be number one probably when right uh, does that put more pressure on Georgia to where to win this game, knowing that this is a if you know normally if they yeah. lost they wouldn't they're not going to fall from one to five. Uh, yeah. Does that end up where Alabama can go in there a little bit looser, uh, knowing they have to have this game? But maybe the Georgia, if they lose this game, will they fall out of the Final Four as well? Because they're going to go the head to head with Alabama. I think this is. This is kind of a tough deal for this committee. <laughs> if, if Alabama beats them, what, what do they do well, with them? Yeah, it is. It's an extremely tough. I, to me, the only way to, to look at it, if they do, is go back and look at the strength of schedule. They've not, nobody's ever mentioned You know, that used to be a, a, a prominent uh, factor in, uh, in selection back with the BCS. But that's kind of gone by the wayside. But if you look at the quality of, of opponent, now Michigan would fall in that same category. Of course, Michigan won. So, again, they beat the number one team in the country. So they, they have solid at number one right now. You know, I don't see them moving out of number one. But Georgia's situation is uh, – I don't know how the committee's going to look at it, Barry. I'll be honest with you. And I, and I don't know that, that every one of those committees – no, I think that's going to have to be a, a you know combined effort in there if Alabama wins. And I guarantee you they'll all be watching that particular ball game because that's, that's number one playing against the possibility of losing that ball game. The line went up what, from three to four and a half. I like the line's line currently is? sitting at five right now. Five now, yeah. okay. Well, that's the Georgia people jumped on it big time. Yeah. So does uh, the does, does the committee does the committee discuss all of this? Or do they actually yeah. vote secretly? The thirteen people that are in there is that kind of, that's kind of childish to me? Or do they do, do they all they try discuss to, it? Yeah, I think they discuss it and come to try to come to some kind of conclusion by by discussion. Uh, I don't I don't know that they're all right, but they may. You know, they may do a you know just a a, a, a ballot form just to see what the what the it depends on what the chairman does. You know how he feels about it. I'm not real sure if I was the chairman, I wouldn't do that. At least to start the meeting, let's let's get a feel for what the feeling of the, 
of the committee is right off the bat. And, and of course, that's normally if they if they write that in just in a little paper ballot, the committee, the chairman would kind of hold that. You know, he wouldn't disclose that, but that'd give him an idea of you know how the committee's fitting right now. And that would guide their discussion, I think, some way. But I, I think, yeah, I think that it will certainly be discussed and, and come to some kind of unanimous. And I don't believe it'll be a unanimous vote. I think it'll be, you know, it'll be some votes that, that, that it'll have to go to majority uh, of, of who votes who in, in the, as the final four. If Oregon beats Washington, uh, are they definitely in with their one loss? Uh, you know, they're going to jump all the other one loss teams. Uh, I guess yeah. they're ahead of Texas now in the AP poll. We'll see where they are tomorrow. I think the committee loves Oregon. They feel like, I think they feel like Oregon should have beat Washington in the first right. game. So is Oregon in for sure if they win, uh, Max? I, I, in my opinion, they are for, for one reason. They want that West Coast audience yeah. for television. And that's, that's the only way to go get it. Uh, if, they don't have, if they don't have a West Coast team, look, football is not important out there on the coast. You know that. It's not that important. But if they got a team in there, of the West Coast, I think they'll get a, a, a bigger view and audience. And I, I believe that'll play a part in a, in a situation like that. I don't think it does in the South or, or in Texas, you know, that kind of situation. And I don't think it goes, you know, maybe beyond number one and number two. But you get down to three and four, I think they're going to try to look at the, the, you know, the mechanics of how they, they got there and what their one-loss record is. How do you uh, think this Louisville-Florida State game goes? Uh, night, last game of the year on ABC, Alabama will be big-time Louisville fans if they win. If they don't win, they won't care. Uh, but will Louisville knock off Florida State? The line is three uh, right here, Florida State favorite. That's, that's, yeah, that's a pick-up ball game. Look, you saw that ball game, I'm sure. Yeah. That, the, the quarterback situation is awful. I mean, they, they don't even have – they could put a tackle back there, just have him turn the hand it off, you know, take – take a, a snap directly and just run off tackle uh, every other play, in my opinion. That, that, that kid was not, evidently he's not taking many snaps for the woods during practice, except this past week after, you know, after starting quarterback went down. So I, if I had to bet right now, I'd say no, that Louisville wins that ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had something up. Listen to him and forgot what I wanted to ask. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, Texas A&M. It was coming out that they were going to hire Stoops. Uh, People went went, went nuts. They ended up going with Elko. Uh, I don't know if that was quite the splash that maybe people wanted after paying Jimbo $77 or whatever it is. He's a defensive guy. Uh, Talk about the fit there at A&M. Did they upgrade there with Elko or just – well, just time will tell. Talk about that. I think move. only, yeah. I think only time's going to tell, guys. You, you know, and I've, you've heard me say it over and over. I think you got to look beyond, you know, beyond just what happened with Jimbo Fisher. That program has been. Look, look at the coaches they've had there: Coach Brian, G. Collins, <clears throat> Jack Sherrill. They've had some coaches that could win out there. Last time they won a championship was 1939. So there's other ingredients in that program that, that never surfaces, some kind of administrative philosophy or whatever. It just, you know, it had surfaced, except in not, you know, not having a, a consistent athletic program, particularly yeah. football. So what that is, it, it's most like the Auburn situation. You know, decisions are made down there. Very few people ever know who makes the decision. How did Harkson get there? How did the athletic director of Buffalo get there? How did, how did you know, they just disappeared all of a sudden. 
so certain schools have got certain administrative philosophies that uh, it never makes it to the public. It, a lot of people scratch their head and want to know why, but that's the way they operate. And, you know, evidently well, alumni are satisfied with it. What I want to ask you is uh, Mississippi State, because I know you're close to Mississippi right. program. And uh, Libby, you they, know, they hired former Ole Miss coach getting out. Oklahoma. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, they, they hired him, I think, mainly because he'd been at Ole Miss. You know, it, it, the, he did, it, over here, that rivalry, rivalry here in this state is as big as Alabama and Albany is over there. Uh, I mean, it's vicious. It, and that, this, it, Mississippi State has got some money, but again, they, they got a president, Dr. Keenan, that came out of Washington. And he was part of that, that right-wing conservative group up there. And, and, of course, he runs that university that way. I mean, he's, he's excellent. He gets involved. Uh, he was sent in on the selection of, of, uh, of Coach Liberty to get there. Uh, I think he sent his private jet to pick him up. So I'm, I'm saying that, you know, the, the, the situation at Mississippi State is hard. Guys, it's hard to recruit there. I mean, it's just – I can't put my finger on the reason, but there's, it's just harder to, to survive there. I mean, you look where they are every year. So uh, you know, Dan Mullen got him to the number one for you know four or five weeks with with Prescott as a quarterback. Uh, but other than that, you know, they have not been consistent uh, even with any of the coach. Jackie Sherrill had done a good job with them overall. You know, seven, eight, nine wins, uh, and, and I think the, the, the fan base is pretty satisfied with that. But when they drop down to five and six uh, over two or three years, that's why they get a little antsy. Uh, you know, I hope we can recruit. Uh, but I, 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 my contention is that one reason they liked him a lot is you know, uh, Lee Kiffin's staff. They, of course, that's their, their big rival in the state to recruit as well as to, to play at the end of the year to, for the Egg Bowl. So I think that was a, probably a deciding factor. The fact is he knows he's and Lee's offense pretty well, and he's a, you know he's he's an offensive minded guy, but he's been exposed to the defensive side as well. Uh, Max. This Saturday, uh, and I think you weren't as high on Kirby's decisions on the sideline. I think you really felt like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that he's grown into this job now. I think he does a, yep. an excellent job now uh, getting his team ready, pushing the right buttons. Uh, Alabama no longer has the clear coaching advantage in this game, do they? It's, I mean, it's pretty much a draw, yep. not, that, not that Georgia does, but uh, right. where they used to, I think Kirby now he he's got enough experience on him where that's not a humongous advantage for Alabama if it sure. is at all anymore. Your thoughts about that? No, absolutely. I think I think it's, they've he's improved to that way. He's brought the assistance. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm surprised at the maturity of their quarterback uh, in Carson Beck that hadn't taken very many snaps in three years. He's been on the you know he's been on the program. I mean, he's been the backup guy, but uh, obviously. You know, we've been it there. That he continued to win. He had uh, changing offensive coordinators when Bunkin went to the, you know, the NFL. A lot of people scratched their head uh, about, you know, when Coach Kirby moved uh, moved the uh, uh, quarterback, uh, the <laughs> offensive coordinator in the coach quarterbacks. <clears throat> but it's worked out for him. I mean, I, I can, you can't argue with the results. So I think that draws a line. I think uh, I think what happens on the field. You know, mistakes like the bad snap Alabama had or, or somebody throwing a pick or, or returning a punt, I think that's going to be determination of the ballgame. If Alabama comes to play now, uh, and I think they will, I don't think there's any doubt, but that team, 
Georgia, Georgia could kind of stumble through guys the season because really they didn't play anybody. The time they played Kentucky, uh, Kentucky was undefeated. They did well with that. The Florida thing was no match for them. Tennessee, they handled Tennessee physically. And uh, so, you know, this will be their final challenge. If they, if they know that. So uh, I think it's going to be one heck of a football game. And that line may be pretty close to being right, to tell you the truth. Yeah. That. Uh, the, uh, the Washington line is confusing to me, Barry. Uh, Washington, Dad, uh, this game is in Las Vegas. Uh, Max, Washington is uh, a nine-and-a-half-point underdog, so Oregon's favored by nine-and-a-half, and Washington won the yep. first time they played. Um, that's actually a night game as well uh, on Friday night uh, on ABC. Your thoughts about that game uh, there, Max? I think they, I think they count, though, you know, Bo Dix have improved some this year, I think. I think his performance alone is what that line's built on. Uh, I mean, he had thrown but, what, one or two picks and 30-something touchdowns. So, uh, I mean, he's he's for real. To me, he's the lead candidate for the Heisman. Uh, I think he's done more for that team. Uh, and of course, you know, you look at, at uh, the kid at LSU, but LSU had three losses this year. So, you know, and a lot of that thing, the quarterback decision is based on leadership. And I think maybe that will take away from him a little. Uh, the other side of that, Dix is you know, in essence, inspired that team and raised everybody around him. Uh, and if you watch him play, he's a different kid than he was when he was at Auburn. I mean, he's got all the confidence in the world. And, and uh, he could, the line, that's, you know, that's uh, a game like this, that's pretty sporty for nine and a half. I mean, that's tell you, sure we probably by, by two touchdowns or more. And I don't know whether that's right or not. But I do I do like him in this ball game, mainly because of the play of Bo Dix. Yeah. Um... Whenever those lines look weird like that, uh, you never know. I don't see Michigan right. Michigan have no problem, right? They're playing Iowa. You can't score right. the lines uh, 23 in this game, Max. <laughs> That's about right. I, mean, I watched a little bit of that Iowa game. I mean, what was over and under like? Over and under was like. But Iowa's 10 and 2. They're 10 and 2. Yeah, I know it. That's their defense. They play, you know, good, hard nosed defense. And, you know, that, that ball game may come down to a defensive battle. Uh, Michigan's got a pretty good defense himself. And so, you know, that game may come down to, you know, over and under probably 25, under 30 or 35 points. Maybe. I don't know about his 20s. But uh, the fact is, is Michigan needs to step their game up, too. I wasn't impressed with, you know, that ball game against Ohio State. I was disappointed in Ohio State. I thought they'd be more wide open than they were. But I think they, you know, they got the conservative bug. They thought they could, you know, just do the deke and dunk pass. And, uh, you know, we get it in the end zone, the defense hold them, but they did. They wasn't able to do that. Are you surprised in the AP poll that Ohio State's still ahead of Texas and Alabama? Well, yeah, mainly because they've been there. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> see, I, I think if, if Alabama and Texas had been up, you know, in the top five, I'd say that may change, may have changed. But no, and, you know, this time of year, this time of year, everybody's waiting on the final right now, Barry. They they aren't making any jockey jockeying anybody by position. Now, if they make a big move, let's say Alabama wins and they pop pop them up to number four, you know that's a pretty good jump. That's four slots. Uh, that you know that's but they beat the number one team in the country or the team that's been number one most of the time. This won two national championships, and that may swell if they do that. So who knows? I mean, you know, we don't sit on the committee. We just kind of take, sit back and take what we could get. It's what's that. I'll be interested to see the show tomorrow night just to see 
how these guys, how they see it based on what they read. Uh, I think I got a feeling they're going to be pretty close. Uh, when they when they get through that show tomorrow night. Yeah, the only you know, problem is, uh, like, next year, when you go into 12, would this Georgia-Alabama game really even mean anything? You know, you know you're, they're both going to be in the playoff. Uh, yeah, so would only, you, only, what, only, only in their position, where they'll yeah, be. Yeah. One, two, three, or four, somewhere like that. I think what, one and two get buys. Well, I think uh, next probably year. the top okay. four may get buys. Oh, top four yeah, get buys. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that will be the only thing. Yeah. Then they'll have a, a better shot of, you know, in preparation for who they're going to have to play. Yeah. If they get a chance to see them. Yeah. Well, Max, we appreciate it. Look forward to visiting with you next week. Uh, you want to give us a prediction on the Alabama-Georgia game or, you want, or do you want to leave that one alone? <laughs> uh, I'm going to wait and watch to see how it plays right. out. Right. I, you know, if you take it for what it's worth, we know Alabama's improved very tremendously. <laughs> we know that without a doubt. But the fact is, it, it Georgia's, the Georgia's match when they played an opponent that, that was close to them, they, they, they rose to the occasion. And I think they'll do that again. I, I still say it's going to come down to I, – I would really like to know the officiating crew. I'll be honest with you. Because we saw some terrible officiating this past weekend. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we'll have to weigh that out. It should be balanced out on either side, but who knows how that works. I, if It's a team that makes the fewest mistakes. And I look like to be – I think that point, that point spread is probably about right. There you go. Thank you, Max. Thanks, man. Fine. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, Alabama One, www.alabama1.org. You want to purchase that vehicle? Get the loan out at Alabama One. Rates as low as 3.99%. Terms available to 84 months. You get pre approved before you shop. They also have an Alabama One Auto Mall. You can go in there, find the car of your dreams. They'll deliver it right there to you. For all the products and services, go right to the website, www.alabama1.org. This is Tide 100.9 SE home of Alabama sports. Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Do a great job uh, for us. They bring you this 7 o'clock hour each and every day. We thank them so much. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. When you build, you want to build it right. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Phone lines will be open. Uh, in the second hour, we got uh, Doug Bell. Join us at 815. We'd love to have your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We also have some Coach Saban. Uh, sound for after the game if we need to get to that as well. You're just a Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, roadways still look pretty good this Monday morning. No active wrecks and no delays. But if you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Kevin Wired. NFL Week 12 action. The playoff picture starting to take focus. And atop the AFC, it's the Baltimore Ravens. They're 9-3 after a 20-10 win against the Chargers last night as they got a couple of touchdowns from Zay Flowers. One rushing, one receiving. So the Ravens now a half game ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs for that number one seed in the AFC. And the Chiefs keeping pace with Baltimore by beating the Las Vegas Raiders 31-17. They were down 14-0 before scoring 21 unanswered en route to the win. And the number three team in the AFC right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They beat the Houston Texans 24-21 as Matt Amendola's 58-yard field goal attempt bouncing off the crossbar with 34 seconds to go. On the NFC side of things, the Eagles over the Bills in overtime, 37-34. Jalen Hurts with a game-winning 12-yard touchdown run. The Eagles two games ahead of San Francisco for the number one seed. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. We're joined Doug Bell at 8.50. Look at Doug's picks. Doug did six picks uh, this week, Daz. We'll see how Doug did it with six picks. Did he do any better? Um, mm, I just looked at him. Mm. All right. To Allstate Insurance agent Andrew Kniffer. He is my agent. Let Andrew become yours. 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. Let Andrew and his staff run the quote for you. They'll do uh, for you what they did for me. I made the change four years ago. It's been great. You're looking for home, life, auto. Let these guys take care of it. Give them a call today, 205-722-9201. All right, let's go to Coach Saban here real quick. If you guys want to jump in on the uh, on the show, 205-342-9904. As always, we listen to his opening statement uh, I, I'm sure the emotions were running all through, uh, Coach. Um, after a, a win like that, it's just amazing uh, to to win one like that. Here was Coach's opening statement down in Auburn on Saturday night. Do I need to really say anything? <laughs> I mean, it's an unbelievable game. I guess if you're in this long enough, sometimes it goes against you in the last play of the game. And sometimes you're fortunate and it goes for you. And uh, our players really stepped up. Uh, got a couple stops when we needed to on defense, which we didn't play great uh, all day, but we got stops when we needed to. And offense put some drives together and we overcame adversity. You know, bad snap when we got an opportunity to, to score. And um, then we make a, a great play on fourth down. So, um, can't say enough about the resiliency of our players, um, how they competed in the game, um, played hard in the fourth quarter. Got to give Auburn's team a lot of credit too, man. They played lights out. Um, watch them play last week and watch them play this week. It's not the same team, but we knew we were going to have a tough game here and um, try to convince our players of that. But, you know, I was really pleased with the way we started the game. When we started the game, we had some great drives. We had you know, two touchdowns called back because of penalties. And um, and we, we allowed them, uh, by our inability to stop the run on defense, to get back in the game early on when we should have had, you know, the game 
you know, well in hand. So, um, you know, part of the, the strategy going into this game was we wanted to get ahead so that they couldn't just run the ball and um, get them in some loose play situations. And, you know, maybe we could rush and do some things that would affect the quarterback and um, it would be a little bit more of a game in our favor. So uh, it's kind of a reality check, though. Uh, I think it's what I told the team afterwards. Um, you know, sometimes it cannot be a great thing when you don't play really good and win, even though it's great to win. But everybody needs to have a reality check and build on the good things that we did. And there were a lot of good things in this game. Uh, but also we got to fix the things we need to fix uh, because we're going to play a really good team next week in the SEC championship game. So um, I'm happy for our players. I'm happy for our fans. And uh, this is a great win for our team. So I'm proud of this team to uh, come from where they were early in the season to win 11 games, uh, to win the West, the SEC West, and um, have an opportunity to play you know, in the SEC championship game, which I think is one of the greatest venues in college football. Just your thoughts on what he had to say. Well, I mean, same, old, same. Yeah. You know, just I, I don't think there's anything that our listeners hadn't heard before. It's similar to that, but uh, they just have to. You know, they they're been working really hard to get ready for Georgia ever since the game was over, and and Georgia's a good team when they're behind. They also a good team when they're ahead. They play they both play both ways. They, Georgia's very good. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it's it's going to be difficult for Alabama to get in unless they just smash Georgia pretty good and Texas gets beat personally, but uh, you never know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot riding. They they don't control their own destiny, uh, which, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, uh, but playing Texas and when they yeah. did and, and losing, it just, you know, the, those guys being ahead of you just makes it difficult with so many undefeated teams. All right, uh, let's skip down here on uh, coming from behind to win that third clip there. Uh, Noah, go ahead and play play what Coach said about that. Well, that's what this team has done all year. Um, so, you know, we've come from behind many times, um, made plays when we had to make them, um, whether it was the LSU game in the second half, whether it was the Tennessee game in the second half, whether it was the Ole Miss game in the second half. Um, so, and this game today speaks volumes for the competitive character of these guys and the resiliency they have to keep fighting in the game. And right, it should right. be a lesson for everybody in life. Overcome adversity, man. You got the ability to do that. You got a great chance to be successful. All right, let's uh, talk about the being the 10th anniversary of the kick six. A lot of fans are happy that it ended, Alabama fans, ended this way. Maybe people stopped talking about that. They're trying to name uh, that, that play. Let's hear what Coach had to say about the 10th anniversary of the loss to Auburn. Well, I feel good. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had some tough ones. But still, the team that played the best always wins in this game and we played well but we had to overcome ourselves because of penalties and things like that i missed field goal uh, not playing great on defense but um you know i can't tell you how proud i am of the guys and how good i feel about winning the game but as a coach you always look at things like how did you play uh, because we're going to have to play 
at a higher level on a more consistent basis if we're going to have success in the future. And that's what you're always evaluating. That's the reality check that we all have to make. How's Coach's demeanor going to be this week? Is he going to be ornery? Is he going to be upbeat, thinking that, man, we, we, we got one, we got a chance, at least we have a chance? What will his demeanor be in that building over this a week? Little, a little of both. He's going to be somewhat ornery because he, he, he knows that Georgia, you know, has sort of been leading the way the last two or three years for the coach to coach for him. He'll be a little bit ornery, but he'll also be realistic in knowing that you know, what they need to do in order to win. And he'll do a good job with them. They'll, he'll probably sit in on the offensive and defensive meetings both, uh, probably. Uh, he'll probably have he'll probably let, listen to what the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator think after Monday after they looked at the film in the offensive and defensive meetings. All the analysts will be coming down from their their rooms and visiting, or not visiting, but sitting in in the offensive and defensive meetings. Uh, defensive guys, offensive guys, to give their opinion, and uh, it will be by Tuesday, pretty much knowing what they want to do. So they, you know, they take Sunday off as far as the players are concerned, but not as the coaches are concerned. So when they come into the Monday morning meeting of the offensive and defensive meeting, they will have pretty much an idea. Everybody will watch the, everybody will watch the film that's offensive-minded. Everybody will watch the film that's defensive-minded. And then they'll come in and and talk about uh, things they might be able to do. That, you know, um, I got a text from uh, from uh, Tim. Tim down in uh, Orton down in, Sure, he said that Freeze said on TV uh, that he ha- he thought he had some some things that would hurt Alabama or hurt their passing. Uh, he had the game that had some passing routes he thought that would hurt Alabama, and uh, I guess to some extent they did. So that kind of thing is just something that you, I don't know. You add a little bit to what you already do because they scouted your britches off, so you probably add a few a few things. Yeah, uh, they had you know of course one get popped there for for a long touchdown there. They had a good offensive game plan, but all that's out the window now. It's Alabama, Georgia. I think in the past it's been coaching advantage for Alabama. I think that's uh, evened up now. I think Kirby Smart's been in big games now. He's made tough decisions, uh, yeah, so he's these no yeah. there's no advantage there for Alabama no. anymore in this game. So now the best team uh, that plays the best that day. Uh, will win. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1 and get $60 off your initial pest control service. Doug Bell is next. We'll look at Doug's picks. Uh, and find out if he's going to keep picking. You're listening to Tide 100.9 as the home of Alabama sports. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today, but cold and breezy at times. The high 49, a freeze tonight. The sky clear, the low 29. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow 51, Wednesday's high at 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 35 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, www.alabama1.org. Go by there for all their... Different products and services. I'll get right to the Alabama One Hotline. He's uh, with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Headquarters also has the podcast, The Old Gab Box, uh, brought to you by MD Wells and Aesthetics. He'll talk about them at the end of the segment. Uh, our main man who takes all our criticism and we pick on him, but he comes back every week for more, Doug Bell. <laughs> Good morning, Doug. How are hey, you? Hey, hey, Doug. Hey, life, life's good. Tiger Woods is back in tournament action this week. How could it get any better? Wow. Tell us about it. Well, you know, it's the Hero World Challenge. That's yep. his tournament in the Bahamas. Um, you know, Hero is the big motorcycle company in India. That's one of his massive sponsors. And from all indications from people, Justin Thomas and others, uh, he's walking without pain. He has to walk this tournament, guys. It's four rounds. There's no cut. So he'll walk all four days in the Bahamas. There's only 20 players. Victor Hovland is going for three in a row. He's won it back-to-back. And the only other guy to win it three times in a row was Tiger himself back in the day. Uh, and then Tiger will play next week, guys, in the PNC Father-Son Challenge uh, with his son, Charlie. And that'll be kind of fun. And he'll ride in a cart next week. But, but he'll be walking this week. Uh, and he has told people, and he'll have a press conference on Wednesday in the Bahamas. He's told people that he plans on playing at least a half a dozen tournaments uh, this year on the PGA Tour. So I, I know one of those is the Masters. Uh, one of those will be the Genesis Invitational out in Los Angeles um, that he loves to play in. He's never won it, but he played there last year. And then we'll see We'll see where else he plays. Uh, but it's exciting. If you're a golf fan, uh, listen, nobody moves the needle like Tiger. The old saying is he is the needle. And he's he's back in action. I mean, we have all these championship football games this uh, weekend, but you got to keep an eye on Tiger playing golf starting on Thursday. Yeah. Yep. What about uh, what about the controversy with LIV with McElroy and dropping off out of the committee and um, yeah Jordan coming in and and some things have been said about each other. Well, <laughs> you know, big news, and I and I know you guys are going to get to it eventually, but yes, uh, Rory has. Uh, you know, pulled himself off the, the player advisory board or council on the PGA Tour. That's a significant position uh, because, in essence, I mean, at least in theory, the commissioner uh, goes to the player advisory board and runs everything by them. Like, hey, here's what we're considering. Here, What do you think? Uh, and Rory got a little ticked off because he feels that all these negotiations with Lib, which are still going on, by the way, um, that that they've been left out. The players have been left out, and he, he got ticked off because he has been the mouthpiece for the PGA Tour on the positive side. So, anyway, he's backing off, um, and Jordan Spieth rolls in. 
so we'll we'll see how this all plays out. But but the big news, guys, and we're awaiting this. Um, and Phil Mickelson has come out on on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. Um, John Rahm is negotiating with Liv, yeah. and and the offer right now stands at six hundred million dollars for John Rahm if he makes the move from the PGA Tour to Liv. From from stories that I've read, Rahm is considering it. Uh, who wouldn't? But he would like Liv to change their format. Uh, instead of 54 holes, John Rahm uh, would like it to be more like a regular tournament, 72 holes with a cut, et cetera. Um, I, I'm not sure that's going to – I'm not sure that's, that is in the cards. But nevertheless, the offer is on the table. Uh, it, initially, when he turned it down, it was $300 million, and now they've doubled the offer. If John yeah. Rahm comes in place for Liv, it would – and I don't know how many years that would be, guys. I would assume, you know – for the duration, what six, seven, eight years, something like that. But they they will give him six hundred million dollars if he chooses to. Is this? Uh, I think he's considering it. Is this an agent deal where they would have to be darn sure that the money comes in? Uh, being a very te- a very big deal. His agent. Uh, He's assured that kind. He's assured that kind of money, regardless if he if he breaks his leg and can't play. Well, you know, and here's the deal, guys. Um, Tim Mickelson, Phil's brother, is now his caddy. But Tim Mickelson was John Rahm's coach at Arizona State University, and mm-hmm. he's the one that that made him comfortable. And they and the Mickelson family and the Rahm family have become extremely close. When Tim left as golf coach at Arizona State, he became John Rahm's agent. Okay, and then and then when Phil decided to uh, part ways with Jim Bones Mackay, you know, the long-standing relationship caddy player. Uh, he went to his brother Tim and said, listen, why don't you just carry for me? And we'll share the wealth. We'll share the riches. In essence, you'll be my agent, but you'll also be my caddy. So Tim had to withdraw uh, from being an agent. You can't be an agent and a caddy. I mean, that, that just didn't work. But uh, now John Rahm and Phil are still represented by the same agency which is Tim Mickelson's old agency. So there's a lot of connection there. You, you, I mean, you can kind of read the, between the lines here. A lot of money. Um, you know, the Mickelsons have been working on John Rahm for a long time. And, it, and at first, John was kind of on Rory McIlroy's side and Tiger's side. Like, listen, I love the PGA Tour. And he's getting paid $30 million a year by Callaway Golf. It's it's one of the richest club really? deals in history. Yeah, it's one of the richest club deals in history. So that's why he turned it down initially. But now, when you start throwing out these outlandish numbers, uh, $600 million, um, you know, he would be the highest paid athlete on the planet, no matter what sport you're talking about. Uh, Unless you're talking about Messi and his deal with with soccer and all that craziness. Uh, But John Rahm, I mean, generational wealth, guys. Um, To me, it would be hard to turn down, but we shall see. And that's why John Rahm withdrew from the team deal that Tiger and Rory were putting together. And that's been postponed for a year because the, uh, uh, the big production studios where they were going to do this uh, got destroyed uh, during a storm. And so they delayed that for a year, but nevertheless, uh, that's the big story guys. Tiger back, John Rahm considering a move to live. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty wild stuff if, if you follow the uh, professional golf scene. All right. Uh, Dad hit his blue plate special. 
Uh, Doug. Uh, he's, a, he's on a roll. Yeah, he took Oklahoma. Uh, I think the line was on 10. It wasn't even close. Uh, let's look at your <laughs> picks. Uh, Noah, uh, Doug wanted to go six games this week, try to make yeah. up some, because he's currently, yeah. uh, probably yeah. last week was 13, 25, and 2. Dad, 13, 25, and 2. Uh, all right, let's go through the <laughs> six games that he picked. Uh, Alabama versus Auburn. Uh, Daddy said take Alabama and the 14 and a half. So that would be a loss. So, uh, yes. Mm. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Dad, he was believing in Georgia. He said take Georgia minus the 23. Uh, Georgia won by seven. So that would be another loss. Uh, let that play all the way through. Don't cut it short. Uh, Florida, Florida State. Uh, he said take Florida. Plus the six and a half, uh, Doug. That would be another loss. Uh, well, I was looking good at halftime. Yeah, he was. Looking, his score was twenty four fifteen. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so that would be another loss. All right, maybe it gets better. Ohio State and Michigan, Dad. He said the Buckeyes take the Buckeyes plus the four, Dad. What is thirty minus twenty four? That is six. six. That would be another loss. Mm. Go ahead. Are, are, are any left? Any left? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got two more. <laughs> Louisville and Kentucky. Uh. He was feeling good about Louisville. He said take yeah. Louisville minus the seven, Dad. Well, I think Kentucky won that game, right, Dad? Didn't Kentucky they did. win that game? They did. So that would be another loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So we are currently... 0-5 oh, for the week. It, then, was, it, was a, it was a tough Saturday. You're it right. was. And then Arizona versus Arizona State. Uh, he said take Arizona minus the 12 and a half. Arizona did win 59 yes. to 23. So bracket up. That is a W. So that, yes. run, that runs the record dad, to 14, 30, and 2. Doug, are you going to fire again this week? Are you done? Yes. Uh, no. And, and listen, I stayed up late and watched that Arizona game because I knew I needed a winner, and I got it. So that has emboldened me to, I mean, just forge ahead, guys. I'm fired up. It, it, it's been a tough season. But yeah. it, 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 if you look, if you talk to my friend out in Vegas, it's been a tough season for the odds makers. It really has. And then the um, blue plate special. Yeah, dumb season. Well, <laughs> I, know, I need to listen to Coach, I think. <laughs> oh, well. Well, hey, listen. I, I, it's going to be make-up Saturday. How many make games are you doing this week, Doug? Uh, let's see. I got one, two, three, four, four. Oh, four. okay. Yeah. 13, yeah. Thir- 14, 30, and two. That's not And then we got the bowl bad. season. That's awful. The bowl, um, the bowl season, we bounce back strong in the bowl season. Mm. So just listen, we still got a lot of play left, guys. Still got a lot of play. If people would just bet against you, they would be rich. <laughs> I don't know why. They well, don't. I mean, you know, the the key seriously, the key is when you when you like let's just say you bet in Alabama all year. You you lost on Saturday, but you're 8 and 4 on the season. Um, let's if you bet on UNLV this year. UNLV you're eleven and one against the spread for the season. So if you pick the right team and bet on it, bet on them every week, uh, it can be profitable. And that may be something I consider next year. So yeah, we'll see. What are you doing now? Because we don't we need to change it. What, what is your theory now? <laughs> uh, can, I, can I get can I get some C from you if I helped you? 
<laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, I appreciate the help, guys. And and I've listened to your advice along the way. I mean, a little money for mine. A few games. I told Big you we play. had a guy call and say, take Texas, that Texas couldn't. It was, a, it was personal against Texas Tech. So that was my dessert plate. And it Texas oh. Texas steamrolled. All right, Doug. 50, we're, we're, 57 to 7. Yeah, huh. yeah, where are you going, Doug? Well, here we go. Uh, and again, guys, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend because, uh, I mean, who's going to be in the Final Four? I mean, and if Alabama beats Georgia, are they going to be in? Uh, I think the answer to that is yes. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's, start with the big, let's start with the Big 12, Oklahoma State, Texas, uh, in Arlington, Texas, favored by two touchdowns, 14 points. Um, listen. Texas is on a serious roll right now. The game you just mentioned, 57-7 to seven over a, a decent Texas Tech team. Uh, they, they steamrolled them. Um, Oklahoma State has the best running back in the country, Ollie Gordon. Um, you know, in their wins, uh, he has 28 carries, averaging 190 yards a game. Leading rusher in the country. In their losses... He's held to 15 carries and 73 yards. Trying to impress us and just give us a go. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing out the, the numbers, guys. Moved to, to, just for you, the line's moved to 14 and a half. No problem. Best okay. defensive line in the country, Texas. They cover easily against <laughs> Oklahoma State to make a statement. Bama fans are happy that you did that because they need Texas yep. to lose. So I mean, I, I, feel, I feel good about these picks, guys. Yeah. Uh, Sunbelt Conference in Troy. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Troy is six and a half point favorite over App State. This is a good game, by the way. Troy ten and two in the year. They've won nine in a row. Uh, they're averaging thirty points a game offensively. Two seventy four through the air, one fifty on the ground. They have a good. They have a good offense. Gunnar Watson, you never heard of them. Very talented kid at quarterback for Troy. App State has won five in a row. They beat James Madison two weeks ago. They're eight and four. This should be a good game. But playing in Troy, uh, and and Troy's having a heck of a season. Uh, I think they win their 10th game in a row. They cover Troy over App State Sunbelt Conference Championship. They got a home field advantage. They're yes. playing this game in Troy. In Troy, yeah. So take Troy minus the size App State even in the championship game at 6-4. and four. All right, I guess they're 6-2 <laughs> in the Sunbelt. All right, take Troy minus the 6.5. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, these are, these are golden. And Noah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait for Noah to call me next week going, hey, congratulations, Doug. Yeah. All right, here we go. ACC, Louisville, FSU, Florida State, three-point favorite. Uh, if you watch the Gator game, and I say that, the, the Florida Florida State game on Saturday, uh, Rodemaker, Tate Rodemaker, the back of quarterback, uh, you know, he had his issues against Florida, 12 of 26, 134 yards through the year. Uh, this is not a great Florida defense, by the way, so he struggled <laughs> Uh, Louisville, listen, they outgained Kentucky 403 to 289. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how they lost that game. They were up by two touchdowns. I think Louisville comes in with, uh, you know, a chip on their shoulder. And I like Louisville to beat FSU, but Louisville's getting three. So I'll take the Cardinals and the points in the ACC championship game, right. Charlotte. Take Louisville plus the three. Uh, Bama needs Louisville to win that game, Doug. So they were hoping you would go with Florida State, but uh, whatever. Maybe you'll yeah. help one. Maybe you'll help one. <laughs> All right, where's your last pick? SEC Championship, uh, Georgia. Now, you, you got it at five, Barry? Five over uh, Alabama? The line is five, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Georgia's won 29 in a row. Uh, they've scored 30 or more points in their last seven games. Offensively, uh, they've been really good. There's no denying that. For Alabama, obviously – uh, comes down to the quarterback again. Uh, he's been sensational. 
Jalen Milrow for obvious reasons, uh, the winning touchdown the other day notwithstanding. Uh, but he needs to play even at a higher level against this Georgia team. I don't think there's any question. You know, the Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp combo, they're going to come at the kid. Uh, he knows it. Alabama and Coach Saban have never lost in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 7-0, and they've never lost to Georgia in that stadium. And I think they keep that record intact. I will take Alabama and the points in the SEC championship game. The last SEC game on CBS will be this Saturday. Take Alabama and the points. Where are they, where are they going with the S, with SEC games next next year? ESPN. ESPN will have all the SEC. They'll, and the they'll announcers will same. be different. The announcers will be different as oh, yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would suspect it's going to be Herb Street and Fowler will do the SEC game of the week. Although they're going to have a 2.30 game nationally followed by uh, evening game nationally on ESPN starting next year for the SEC. So there'll be a lot of SEC football on ESPN. It won't be a 11 o'clock game. Oh, yeah, I think there'll still be an 11 o'clock game. SEC Network. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, but ESPN will have every SEC game now from here on out. And and CBS will carry Big Ten games. Uh, They will have the second option behind Fox. Fox will have number one. CBS will have number two in the the 2.30 hour time time slot starting next season. If Alabama wins... Are they in the final four? I say no. Uh, yeah, Here, here's the way I had it, guys. Uh, Big Ten, Michigan wins, barring an upset. Michigan wins, they're in. Pac-12 winner of Washington, Oregon is in. SEC, you're not going to leave an SEC team out. So Alabama beats Georgia. Alabama's in, and that leaves either Texas or Florida State. Louisville could end Florida State's dream, but even if FSU wins and Texas wins, I think you take Texas over FSU, and that's the big controversy. I believe if that all pans out, what I just said, FSU uh, at 13-0 and will be left out of the Final Four, the college football playoffs. I mean, I just don't – listen, if Alabama beats Georgia, you're going to leave an SEC team out for the first time ever in the college football playoffs? I just – I don't believe that. Uh, I just they're don't gonna see that from, They're going to go from eight to four. Yeah, I do. I do believe that. They're yep. going to jump Texas. I think so. If you beat the number one team in the country, duh, um, duh, yeah, duh, yeah, duh. I, yep. lo- I love you. They're not jumping Texas. <laughs> all right. If so, Texas so Barry, wins, they're not jumping. So the Texas. SEC is going to be left out in the cold. Could be. I just don't. I don't. I don't. You think they're going to jump I, Alabama over Texas? Yes. Yes. Doug, because would you tell me, why, would you explain to me why Washington is a nine and a half, gets nine and a half points, please, against Oregon? Um, it, that spread is, is tighter than that, isn't it? It's nine and a half. The game's in Vegas. Oh, it is. Okay. Um, well, you know, that's a strange one. Um, I, and everybody's just assuming Oregon is, you know, the, the dominant bounce back. They get their revenge against Washington because Washington has struggled their last five weeks. I don't know. Uh, I kind of like Washington in that game. Um, We shall see. But the winner is going to go to the Final Four. It's either going to be an undefeated Washington or a one-loss Oregon. They advance. And Michigan, although the Iowa's defense is terrific. And Michigan, guys, I mean, were you impressed by Michigan and Ohio State? I I, I don't know. I find the Big Ten hard to watch, personally. Yeah. I mean, that was a fun game on Saturday, but... You know, I left thinking I really wasn't totally impressed by either team, really. And I'm talking about the quarterbacks. 
I mean, they're okay. Does the uh, committee, know, when they come out with the rankings tomorrow, do they need to put Alabama ahead of Oregon in order to, or, I mean, Ohio State? Uh, will they jump Ohio State? I know Ohio State's not playing, but shouldn't they go ahead and put them ahead of them? Yeah. Uh, and then if they lose, they'll yeah. fall behind them. But right now the AP poll has Ohio State 6, Oregon 5, Florida State 4. They got Alabama 8. Uh, what Is this committee going to be the same as the AP poll tomorrow? No, I, th- I think Alabama's got to jump Ohio State. Uh, because I-, I think what they're seeing is an Alabama team, even though it was a close win, they still won close. at Auburn. I mean, yeah, razor close. But does that yeah, game hurt Alabama up. though? When 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 New Mexico State beats them that bad, you got to throw one in the end zone mm. to beat. Does that that does that help you with the committee or hurt you? Well, uh, I don't think. You know, I think I think on the surface you think it might might hurt, but I think the committee. <laughs> I, I think the committee takes into account that this is an Alabama team that's on a roll, and they have an opportunity. Now, I'm telling you guys. They beat Georgia. They're in the playoffs, they're, and 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 you're going to have this massive argument from either Texas fans or Florida State fans, depending on what happens. I think probably Texas. They're I'm not, not sure jumping. They're not jumping Texas. Oh, I don't know, Barry. You beat Georgia. I'm telling you, you beat Georgia, and so you're going to tell me for the first time. I mean, what does that matter? You, so you just throw head to head out the window then when both teams have the same record. I, I think absolutely because that game happened at, in September. You lost at home in by, September by, by double. Well, that's part of this season that we're talking about. This season, I hope you're right, Doug. But I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I mean, the right. Southeastern Conference champion will be in the playoffs. It's the best conference in America, right? No, Regardless the of AC, what they're saying the about ACC the Pac-12, is six and four against the uh, SEC. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. All right, tell me about MD Wellness and aesthetics for that you got. <laughs> Absolutely, and Susan Brignett, uh, despite my picks, uh, she she loves the show. Uh, it's mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. Uh, that's 205-582-9216-650 Inverness Corners. And guys and gals, uh, if, if you want, want something done with your you know facials or Botox or anything like that, hair loss, weight, weight loss, uh, maybe a hormone replacement, uh, go talk to Susan Brignett, the owner, and Dr. Don Mancuso. It's a free consultation. And I will tell you, uh, right now as we get close to Christmas, guys, uh, there's a lot of deals there, mdwellnessandstucks.com. A lot of gift certificates you could get. Uh, and set, uh, set your wife or set your husband up for uh, what could be a, a fun Christmas. And, and it's mdwellnessandstucks.com. What do you do to fix your hormones? Well, I, I think um, uh, there's a, a lot of ladies uh, get that sort of treatment, Coach, because it makes them feel better and get more energy and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all. That's all. The doctor, Doctor Mancuso, sits down with you and discusses that treatment. But they do that a lot. A lot of ladies do that and and uh, make themselves feel um, feel much better going forward. And it's one of those treatments that uh, you do it once a month. Mm-hmm. Is how it's all set up. Okay. Yeah. You know, so it's all good I, stuff. you know what I admire about you, Doug? You get take beatings every week, but you come back upbeat. You come back <laughs> upbeat. You never get down. Uh, will Hugh Freeze, will he ever forget this game? Will he ever? <laughs> will this, did he sleep at all on Saturday night? <laughs> no, he didn't. Not a wink. Not a wink. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, you know, everybody's, well, they only rushed two. They only rushed three. You know, they should have had a spy on Bill Rowe. The bottom line is, I mean, the, the pass was just 
one in a million. It was a pinpoint pass, and the young man in the end zone made a great catch. It, that's why we love college football, guys. That's why we love the Iron Bowl. We'll be talking about it forever. No doubt. That was just one of those plays. And you're right. He still hasn't slept. No. He's still awake. No, he won't. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you, Doug. Talk to you next week, fellas. Thanks, Bye-bye. Doug. Oh, Thanks, phew, worst picker ever. God. All right, tell me about, uh, I love Doug, though. Get, tell me about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that know the law, and they can help you with the problems that you have if you have an unwanted accident that causes, as you feel like it should not have been, should not have occurred. Prince Glover and Hayes, 345-1234. They will visit with you, then talk to you about it, and then, um, when you once you get through with 701 Rice Mine Road where they're located, uh, they'll go to work for you and they will do a great job for you. Prince Clover and Hayes have been outstanding. They've done they've been very very successful down through the years. Uh, hopefully you don't have a problem, but if you do, contact Prince Clover and Hayes at three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. As always, remember if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen, tied one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we have some emergency road work on Old Montgomery Highway near 51st Street. We've got delays there. Heavy traffic 69 northbound from Bear Creek to Skyland and alerting southbound on the bridge into downtown. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Spoiled Super for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory, the used inventory. You can schedule a service right there on the website. Uh, go to TuscasToyota.com or swing by Skyland Boulevard. Justin, David DeSantis, those guys are out there ready, willing to help you. They got a lot of new cars on the lot, and they were ready to make you a deal. All right, get to the uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota hotline and bring Tony in. Good morning, Tony. Hey, guys. Job get going. Yeah, you, right. How about uh, you? Good, excellent. Yes, sir, I did. Um, listen, um, I, I think, Barry, I think you're right. Um, I, I don't know. The thing that confused me about the AP poll is Tennessee won by, I think, 20-some-odd points, and they dropped out of the top 25. So what that does is it shows that we have now only got, what is it, two wins over top 25 teams versus three or, I think, what to be four uh, if Tennessee would have stayed in. That's that's an issue if the playoff committee drops them out, if they do anything with the AP schools doing. But what I don't get is, you know, Alabama, okay, you can say they're scraping by on these wins, but so is Washington. Washington played a team with a losing record in their rival and had to get in the last second field goal to win the game. So, yeah, I don't but if, they, if Washington, Washington wins, if they win, they're undefeated, so they're not going. Well, to... I agree with that. Now, I'm, I'm just saying, why have they continued to rise throughout these rankings in Alabama? Hatton? Uh same thing with Oregon, guys. Outside of Oregon State, which can the argument can be made, I don't think Oregon State was was ready to play in either one of those games, seeing as how their coach left uh, a week later um, or is leaving. Um, I just, you know, Oregon, that's the only ranked team Oregon has beaten this year is Oregon State, but yet they continue to climb. I don't, I don't, beside that, I don't know who they've beaten. I, you know, yeah, they pass the eye test, but they're beating up on unranked teams. So, um, but I, you know, 
I think Alabama did exactly what I thought they might do. Um, I, I told you I think it was Wednesday when I called, or possibly Tuesday. Alabama would have to play a pretty bad game and help Auburn out, and they did. You 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 can't if they do these things against uh, Georgia. Georgia will beat them blind. Uh, they really will, and um, you just can't afford to make those kind of mistakes. I don't I don't understand why Alabama plays the way they do it at, at Jordan Hare. I've never understood it. Um, I, I know. Georgia, I know it's Auburn Super Bowl. Georgia will get after Milrow. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. he won't be standing back there free. They will make his kid play. Uh, they will come after him. You know, Kirby Smart will. We'll see. We'll see how much he's grown in the quarterback in this game because you know Kirby Smart will design things. They will be coming after him from all from all angles. Don't you think, Tony? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Uh, that's what I would do. I would make him prove. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, he's going to have to beat you with his arm and make explosive plays. Because the thing is, guys, it, what I've seen, we do, we've gotten better in the red zone. But if we don't score outside the red zone, we have a tough time. I, I don't know why. Uh, um, but um, another question, guys. Uh, Barry, what did you think of Alabama basketball this past week, you and Coach Sanderson? I mean, the defense still concerns me a little bit because I don't think we, I mean, was it the defense not playing well, or was, was uh, I'm forgetting who we played now that beat us, Ohio State, were they just on fire? I just think their guards, uh, they just got the ball wherever they wanted to get, and they didn't miss, uh, obviously, but I just, I don't think Bama was very good defensively in that game. I did not see the Oregon game, but they gave up 91, so they couldn't have been much mm-hmm. better in that game as well. So, uh, I don't know, they got some tough, tough teams coming, they got a Get the defense fixed uh, for sure. Well, so, well, their team coaches. Let me ask y'all a question: Have y'all ever coached a team before that maybe doesn't get it defensively, or maybe just not as good defensively? And you say, okay, uh, we'll, we know we're going to give up some points. Let's focus on outscoring everybody. Do y'all see that happening, or see just going to buckle down and make them play defense? Yeah. Oh, he's going to try to make them play play better defensively. He's got uh, he's got two great scoring guards. That they have to hold their own defensively, and uh, Oregon didn't have two of their starters for some reason injured or something. I didn't get to see the game either. Um, they mm. just I mean, got some work to do there. I think I think Alabama's going to be good. Uh, I like I think actually I think Purdue's beatable. I don't think Arizona is. Uh, yeah, Tennessee Tennessee got beat uh, just a little bit by Purdue. Mm-hmm. They're good, but. Um, I don't know. I think I think Alabama's got there. They've got an NCAA team. Uh, I don't know that they're good enough to. I, I didn't think I didn't think Arkansas was very good. Uh, just looking at them, I was I was disappointed in them. So I think it's uh, it's an up for grabs team. A and M is playing well. I'm, I'm, I'm getting off Alabama now, but A and M is playing well. They they've done a good job. So it's it's anybody's deal. So uh, uh, they've got two good scores and. And the Nelson kid can score inside uh, to get the ball to him. So uh, defense, but I, I think that to answer your question, they got to work and get better defensively. They don't they don't let it go and let the offense take over. They got to work defensively, and they don't really have a great inside game right now. Inside people are not the, the kid from North Carolina's. You know, shot the most three or shot six threes in that game against. Uh, I didn't quite understand that, but. Uh, the inside game is not as good offensively as it needs to be. Thank you, Tony. 
Thank you, Tony. All right, y'all have a good one. All right, All right we'll get to break here. We've got a couple calls home. We'll try to squeeze them in. We'll get back. This is the Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we have some emergency road work on Old Montgomery Highway near 51st Street. We've got delays there. Heavy traffic 69 northbound from Bear Creek to Skyland and alerting southbound on the bridge into downtown. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Coming up Monday on the Miller's Edge, and yes, we hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. We'll break down the Iron Bowl and get you ready for the showdown in Atlanta. It's the Tide, it's the Bulldogs, it's the Battle of the Giants. We'll discuss on Monday, right here on the Tide, 100.9 on the Miller's Edge. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today, but cold and breezy at times. The high 49, a freeze tonight. The sky clear, the low 29. Then for tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow 51, Wednesday's high at 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 38 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. All right, welcome back. we got about three minutes. We'll get right to the quick phone calls here, get to uh, the Alabama One Hotline, get Tony in. Good morning, Tony. Morning, guys. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We did. Hope Thank you. you did as well. Hey, Tony. Uh, I just, I'm going to go with Doug on this. Uh, if Alabama wins out, I think they'll get in. But, I mean, they've got to win out. So, you know, if they don't win out, then it's over with. Yeah. Then so you be think, no they, jumped, you think they jumped Texas if they win Absolutely. out? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, you know, but, I mean, it's – they got to win first. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if they don't win, it don't matter. So uh, Yeah, that's exactly right. That, so, so and by the way, Coach, you did a yeah. great job with Ozzy the other day. I listened to that interview. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed to, I, that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I did. I thought we did too. I didn't hear anybody ever comment on it, but I thought Ozzy did. You know, for it, people it was, that like older older guys, I thought it was a good interview. Thank you. Well, I'm one of the older guys. I really enjoyed it. You guys have a great day. Thank, Thank you, Tony. Thank you. All right, we'll great. get uh, right up to the uh, Alabama One Hotline. Digger, you're going to get the last word. I know you don't like these people. Talk about the Texas is going to get well, jumped. <laughs> It's like talking to a wall or their brain dead. <laughs> Come on. I know you've been back. You've been trying to reason with them. I'm trying, Mary. Digger. I am trying, but I'm not making any progress. Let me make this point. The rules are in play here for the committee to make that decision. Yeah. It, it is conference championship one, head-to-head two, and common opponent three. Guess what? You guys need to start preparing yourself. It may not happen for you guys. 
And I'm not talking about Alabama. I'm talking about the SEC being left out. <laughs> it's all in place there, buddy. There you go. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I'm just you letting you know, it. prepare you, yourself. You called it. You tried to get Dad to take Texas at the, on the blue plate, but uh, he yes. still hit his blue plate, and your game was no contest. People start, by the way, start listening to Digger. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, do not take the Big 12 championship game on the blue plate. No. no. Ohio, Oklahoma State, they're a bag of tricks, man, I'm telling you. Thank you, so Digger. Don't do Thank it. Thank you, Digger. Thank you, Digger. That's it for today's show. Alabama <laughs> 1. Go to www.alabama1.org for all their products and services. Get the credit card, the car loan, and the mortgage. I've got all three to do a great job for me. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You list the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports.